Welcome to Meta Moments, episode 49. This is the, well, for me, it's the 19th of December, and we are in between week two and week three of this season 47. So the um, GG Insights, the JAC data, have not been released yet. And as I've mentioned a few times before, I'll do it again, where I live, they're usually not available or they're available in the middle of my night, so I don't get a chance to review them before I make roster changes, before the lock of the third week or the next week of GAC. So in this particular episode, I'll talk a little bit about what I saw in um, the last round of attacks, the third round of attacks in week two. But I'm also going to talk a bit about um, sort of what roster changes I'll make, data crons, etc. And adding in a little bit of a personal touch, like sort of how did my week go? What did I learn in particular? What did I find interesting? Um, yeah, so let's get started. Um, Team-wise, what was interesting or new that I saw and surprised and or impressed me a bit? Um, Lord Vader, Maul, and Dark Gideon. Terrible team. It's very easy to Fennec Bam. I mean, Fennec Grief Bam. Uh, yeah, not not a great choice. I think in fives he may offer some additional, you know, useful properties there, but not so much in threes. Um, I saw a few more Gar and Imperial Super Commando teams. Some with Royal Guard, some with Piet. That was cool, actually. I saw that one once. Gar lead with Piet. Um, and man, it is amazing. Well, this is not just for this team, but for a variety of teams. Um, Hux lead, First Order TIE Pilot, and Sith Trooper. That team takes out a lot of teams in this season of threes. Very, very, very nice. In a way, well, it's definitely better than last season of threes because set 10 gave all the foresight to Jedi. So you had a few Jedi teams on defense. Um, they don't have that, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So you have mostly set 11, which doesn't have a lot of evasion mechanism, mechanisms built into it. And you have a lot of good damage stuff. And occasionally people put set 12 on defense. Not very much, but occasionally. And when that happens, um, well, set 11 with Hux is fantastic. Also, preventing the counterattack, that's why he's particularly good against the Gar-ISC combo. Uh, preventing counterattacks and stopping turn meter gain. I mean, to me, this is the biggest surprise of the season, personally. Sure, it's not like an A-tier or GL-tier counter, but uh, Hux doing so well against a variety of teams, pretty cool. Definitely surprised me. Wasn't seeing that. That's pretty much all I've got in the, the team area. I mean, yeah, Leia keeps getting countered like crazy. A few people are putting her on defense now with uh, uncommon, um, you know, putting a tank basically with her and um, R2 or her and Drogon. In the, the R2 version, I think it's interesting because it gives up Drogon for some other team, like with Commander Luke or with Saw or with Mon Mothma, which was weird and didn't do really well. Um, mostly though, putting R2 with Leia means you put, get to put Drogon in some interesting place. If you keep Drogon with Leia, I mean, 
Honestly, neither of them really stop any of the existing counters, at least as I was able to see stats-wise from looking at the first two weeks, uh, excuse me, the first week, and from what I saw in footage for the second week. We'll see how the, the stats roll out in GAC Insight, but yeah, that's what I was able to see. So what am I making? What changes am I making? What roster changes or data ground changes? To be honest, not very much at all. I mean, I do now have both Paz and IG12 at Relics, uh, and I don't think they'll be anywhere on defense. I mean, maybe after I see the stats from week two, I'll find some cool spot, but any place I saw them, they just got ran over by anything. I think they're just really meant to be similar to some of the Starkiller marquees. Uh, their Starkiller marquees were way, way better in uh, different teams, but they shone in, um, Starkiller's team in 5v5, and I'm expecting it'll be the same for Bogotan's team in 5v5. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, Datacron rerolls. I didn't touch set 11 at all. I, I could. There's a couple Datacrons I could I could make better for sure, but I don't want to buy the materials with um, with crystals, so I'm just going to leave them. Uh, for set 12, there's like I think six or seven Datacrons I rerolled. Um, only level sixes are below. I didn't use any of my level three materials. I have my my Leia in Bush, Bush, which is Leia Organa, you know, in disguise. I have that um, Datacron. I have Jawas. I have Afra and Tuskens, and that's all I really need for the level nine. So level sixes, I rerolled Scoundrel level sixes. I did reroll a HUD Cartel one to try and get two HUD Cartel ones. I didn't succeed. Gave up when it reached 80 at level six, so oh well. Um, I think I have one or two more to reroll. I'll give that a shot. Yeah, I do have one more to reroll. I, I didn't get to the, the second or the next row. Um, scoundrels, I was mostly rerolling. I think I rerolled two to try and get either a no revive. Ability block. I think I left one on uh, cooldown reset as well. Well, they're all useful just in different teams depending on what's going on. And and who knows with the next the next pairing set 12 and set 13, maybe there's some additional benefits there. I don't know. Um, and I rerolled a few level threes to get the offensive, uh, you know, stacking stacking offense on buffs. Seems pretty cool. Certainly better than, I mean, I have some with the potency, which is useful, but for the majority of teams, I want the buffs 5% stacking offense. Okay, what did I learn from this past week? To be very honest, um, I didn't learn a lot of like mechanical things, or the ones that I have learned, I've already shared with you. It's not like I took a lesson away from the week saying, oh, now I'm a much better player. I definitely, after I lost my my second match of week two, because I was you know, out camping, I didn't have data serve any longer to keep attacking. I don't really care about the third one. That's not true, of course I tried. The guy, he, he beat me, he was a very good player, very high offensive um, focus and skill, uh, did great. And I futzed around a lot and um, <laughs> tested some things and failed at other things. Like, okay, now I failed, I'll just test. 
Um, anyway, I definitely lost that one. Uh, but I'm now starting in s between 50 and 100 somewhere. So the next three rounds should hopefully be pretty easy. I mean, certainly losable, but easier than starting in the top 30 or 20 or something. And you know what, actually, this actually just does bring me to something I did learn this season, or I found really, really interesting, is the amount of smaller roster size players who are in the top 50. One of my, well, very good friends for many years now, uh, Free88, who, who you probably have seen in Discord and Grand Arena Science, he's one of the founders of Grand Arena Science. Um, he was in the top 50, or I think he still is. I haven't checked his, um, his score recently, but he was in the top 50. Um, another guy, Sanjita, popular content creator and, and good friend also. We've been doing some uh, different YouTube things now and then. And the, the council we started a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago. Um, anyway, he got into the top 50 as well. And I think for both of those guys, it's their first time. And some of the opponents I was fighting in the top 50 were approximately their roster size. Whether they're free to play or not, I really don't know. I mean, I know Sanjita and Free's status, but not the, the players I was facing. Um, but really, it, I think it's awesome when you have a meta like this. Well, it's a combination of things. I'm not just saying it's the Datacron meta or the new units or something. Uh, it's a combination of the current two Datacron sets we have and the fact that most players who didn't spend money are able to get now Leia, um, Afra, Jedi Knight Cal, like they sort of have all the toys and it's more of how you use them rather than uh, whether you have them or not in the first place. So those two things, but I, I think definitely on the Datacron size side, this is a great example of um, what I was talking about uh, a few weeks, uh, actually a month ago, honestly, because this set 12 was released before week three of the last season. Um, set 12 is in many ways not a very impressive set, but it's so free or cheap or low datacron investment to play friendly. You don't have to worry about going up against players who have, you know, after the first conquest, they have 26 datacrons or something like that, 25, 24, or all 28, who knows, um, with all the good stats. And it makes their teams just very overpowering and hard to beat. You don't have that. that that's why I think this Datacron set is so cool. Um, like, I have very little stress. I, I don't think I really, I mean, sure, I'll finish um, rounding out my full set of Datacrons, I imagine, with the next Conquest. So I haven't spent any, any crystals on them. Just the rerolls and Conquest, and Conquest is pretty easy. You know, the third third month of a set. Um, but it's so easy to compete against people when things are much more on a, a skill basis rather than roster size or Datacron uh, re-roll count or something like that. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I, really, I really enjoy it. It's quite fun to play and quite fun to see matches too. It's not like, oh, well... He has double the Datacrons, I guess he's going to win, you know, that's it's not nearly as fun. So it's cool when they're doing Datacrons in, in this method. I quite like it. And that's not hyperbole. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy.
enjoy your sort of off couple of days. Good luck with your prep. And I will, I'm not sure if I'll talk to you before, or I, I may talk to you tomorrow about what I've seen looking through the stats. I do have some time tomorrow. I, I well, currently I do, about an hour and a half. So I may have some chance to look through the stats and um, see if I can do some analysis of what teams are interesting and talk about my defense a little bit. That's really what, I, what I'd be doing. Or I may wait until after the, the first round. So we'll just see how it plays out. And good luck with whatever you're doing. Cheers, and I'll talk to you in a few days.